I, I love how I love how you found the Buddhist tranquility lesson inside of a one point one three second metal song. <laughs> yeah, that juxtaposition is just is very beautiful to me. <laughs> well, you know, why do you suffer? But why? <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I'm I'm calling this podcast Just Talk. Okay. Because um, I guess we're just talking to dudes talking, just like almost every other podcast out there that we hear online. Yeah. I guess my name is Will. I should start with introducing ourselves. My name is Will. I'm originally from Taiwan. I've been to Seattle for the past couple of years. Some people might be wondering why my English is so good because I was born in Taiwan. But um, I spent most of my life in international schools and um, just abroad because of um, my family's work. I don't, I don't know if that's like a good enough one because I went to English language schools like. Uh-huh. Pretty much all my life, and I still have a, an accent, so I don't know. Well, I mean, there's gotta be more to it. Did you? So when did you start actually officially learning, like doing English in school? I guess because that's really it, I the think practice that you get. Probably like first grade. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And you still maybe the people who taught you English it, had an accent as well. Yeah, I, I mean, they were all Colombian people whose uh-huh. English was like you know their second language. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know like one of my teachers also like studied in the UK, uh-huh. so he had a little bit of a, a British accent going yeah. on, which so, was a little confusing. <laughs> I can I can definitely see how that influences your language as well because. I went to British schools, like international school. There were like English curriculums, like um, American curriculums. My sister ended up in the American one, so she has more of like a super American accent. But uh, sometimes, like my British slang will come out. I'll say aluminium or (laughs) stuff like that. The little little bit of British sort of side of me will come out. A lot of my teachers in my international school mostly Australian. The British and all that, so that sort of influenced a lot of my language. I say process. A lot of American people think I'm weird. process. I say process. Process. Yeah, because it's professional. So you say process. How is that? Any I said different? professional. I don't say professional. The professional. Okay. <laughs> Pro professional. All right. Okay. Anyways, enough about yes. me. Okay, let's tell everyone about yourself, Pablo. I'm from Colombia. Mm-hmm. I, I moved here when I was. 17 to the US. Mm-hmm. I've been in Seattle for like, uh, I think four years now. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just moved here for a job. I work as a reporter for local Spanish language TV news. Mm-hmm. And I took a peep on the line as well. You, This wasn't your first sort of journalism, like you've been doing a lot of news reporting and journalism prior to Seattle as well. Yeah, not necessarily reporting technically because mm-hmm. I, I started as a news photographer, mm-hmm. which is in TV news terms, is really like a video journalist. Mm-hmm. So the camera guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, this is the first job where I'm reporting, uh, meaning I, I write the stories. I, I didn't do that before I shot them, but there was a dedicated... Sort of story team. Yeah. It, but that's just the way the industry is moving. They, instead of having two people, a reporter and a photographer, now they figure they can Do bundle, one. bundle them into yeah, one. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that as well. Um, a couple of quarters ago at the Art Institute, I, they, took, they had a chance to take us to the local station, the KCTS. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the local PBS station, I think. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, they were saying how a lot of the sort of media jobs, especially they're, they're sort of, it used to be like there's a sound guy, a video guy, a story guy, and then they all sort of collab. And now it's almost, it's all, 
can all be done by one person. Yeah. And it's slowly sort of, like, where, where they, they call it wearing multiple hats. Yeah, I which think that's... it's weird too because technology advances and, you know, a lot of these tasks get automated. Mm -hmm. You would think that you could have like more people doing stuff that is not like keeping track of audio levels or something like that. Right. If a machine can do it, then uh -huh. you have an extra person to do like some creative work. I, I mm -hmm. don't know, like something a machine couldn't do. But Although, I, I mean, you could say that it's an art to keep the levels in check, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's an audio production I'm, podcast, right? So. It's, a, <laughs> it's really not that hard. Um, automation in this industry is slowly creeping in. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know about this. I was I was just um, recently watching this video, I think it was by Fox, where they were, I'm going to have to find that up and put that in the show notes. They interviewed the company where they, where they had an AI algorithm that actually can take either a video or a text story and turn it into a video, like a video that's under a minute. So they, so they would take like an article, a couple paragraphs, and they would use AI to rip out the important keywords and the sentences in those keywords mm -hmm. and then find graphics online and put that with it and make those little infographic videos where it's just a photo and then the text mm -hmm. shows up and put some video music in the back. Well, that has the potential to go like very horribly terrible. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, for sure. Uh, that's that's definitely, I can I can definitely see how that can go horribly right. So maybe people targeting the AI algorithm, right, writing articles differently so that AI algorithms would do crazy stuff with that. But automation I, I was thinking automation even on that level that is it's like literally taking our jobs it's yeah. like the content creator's job is to like take this information and condense it down to like a more absorbable form mm -hmm. and that was really really shocking to me when I saw that the other day I mean don't get me wrong because I do like AI and, and I uh -huh. think that maybe one day like I'll be able to not do like stuff that I don't have to do myself like a machine can do it then right. you know I would have more time to do stuff. But to that, that level, though, like to that, it's almost like editorializing people's articles mm -hmm. and then. Yeah, that I. That's I, almost like I would, a bit scary. I would leave the AI like for last, you know, to do that. Like, to, to, towards I, the end? Yeah, no, I'm talking more about like, for example, instead of having to set up an alarm clock, I can tell my phone like, hey, set up an alarm. And he, for he, he just time. set off a bunch of people's phones yeah. right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, um, on the audio production side, I've seen uh, plugins for audio workstations. What they would do is they would be able to recognize the background noise to some sort of AI algorithm and automatically optimize the signal to noise ratio. And uh, I've seen uh, they use AI algorithms to cut the blanks between words on podcasts. Mm -hmm. So when you're listening to it, it's a continuous thing without any pauses in between. All right. I don't know how much AI that technology is exactly using, but... Speaking of a, <laughs> sorry about that again. <laughs> it reminded me of a, of a prank. It, it was a, I guess, like an Xbox gamer. Uh huh. When one of the newer Xbox came out, and where uh, you can like voice control your Xbox, right? Yeah. Uh huh. And so you could voice control your Xbox to tell it to shut down. <laughs> oh, brilliant! So this person's nickname on for gaming. Oh. So, so his screen name was Xbox Turn Off. Yes, that's what it was. And I then think. He, and people had to say, "Oh, that's brilliant." That's and then, actually brilliant. Like he would just type something or like whatever he died or he killed somebody uh -huh. in the game, and then like somebody would be like, just "Oh, like this dude Xbox Turn Off," and, and, the, and they would just and see then them they disappear from the playlist, and you win. It's <laughs> a good strategy. I'm just so glad the PS4 doesn't have a voice control feature to turn it off. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you can turn on games with the voice control, but you can't turn it off with the voice control, which is for a gaming device. Or for something that you're watching TV with in your living room, I feel like it's a bit dumb having a turn off feature as a voice control. Actually, I, I like it's like it. having your living room lights up being clap on lights. 
where yeah. everyone's watching football or something and they clap and then yeah. everything just turns <laughs> off, you know, those unintentional technology side effects. Yeah, I don't know. Do you remember the clapper? So the, the things that you plug into lights that make them... Yeah, that's like old school. Like, it yeah. was way ahead of its time. Well, I mean, I've seen it on TV. I don't think my family's actually went down the road actually buying them, yeah. <laughs> those machines. But no, yeah. Those, <laughs> like, seen on TV things are... They always any... sound like a good idea. No one I know has, well, I has got, a clapper. Do you know the chopper? No. It was this kitchen gadget that mm-hmm. you... It was like a food processor. Oh, and it dices it yeah, as yeah, you yeah. slam it down. Was oh, it I'm called the chopper to... or, like, slam? Chop slam? Some, something, something like that. That when it had like the, the knives that were in like a wavy pattern in, on the inside, yeah, and you just slam the top button and it just dices whatever. Yeah, yeah. I those. And I I, <laughs> I I do cook a lot, so I was like, oh man, that, mm-hmm. that could save me some time. And I always wanted one. And then one day I got it. It's only like twenty bucks or something <laughs> like that. It was one of those I've seen on TV you called in and got No, one? I got it from Amazon. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's the modern day I've seen on TV. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I used it once, and it was, like, it was not worth as, it. As of everything else, like, yeah. I see on TV items. Speaking of as seen on TV, um, so I own an Apple TV, and for a while now they had the Amazon app on the mm-hmm. Apple TV, and I've never really used it until a couple of weeks ago, and it's live. So when you tune when you, in, maybe certain days on the week, like weekdays, afternoons, where usually people would actually watch as seen on TV stuff, it's live. They they have people talking about the products and oh. in a little lower Chiron everything as seen on TV everything. Is it interactive? I like, think I think they have some sort them? of menu system you can click on it so that you can the product they're talking about you can click on it. Oh okay, but. but it would be cool if you could like ask questions or something. Oh, like a live chat. Yeah. No, people abuse that so bad. Yeah, <laughs> but it would be entertaining. I mean, who's really watching like Amazon TV to watch the products? You know, like people are spending the time producing it. So some team at Amazon is, you know, some audio video team. That's true. They're all doing that in the background. Oh, um, speaking of Amazon in Seattle, the local head tags. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you know about that? So let's just explain that to people if they haven't. Uh, actually, not very much. Like, it's not a story that I've covered myself. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I haven't even bothered reading about it too much because, like, the people at work at meetings and stuff, they just say that, you know, it's it's very complicated, blah, blah, blah. And they have, like, this, is, it looks, it sounds intimidating. So I'm like, you know, I just got to focus on the story I'm working on today. <laughs> and, like, I'll do that. I'll, I'll learn about that later. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, actually, I actually did a little bit of homework today because yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to have nothing to talk about. So mm-hmm. I actually looked it up. I, th- I think this just looks, so this passed today, uh, basically a n- unanimous vote at the Seattle Council, mm-hmm. Seattle City Council. It's a new ordinance saying that any companies within Seattle that make more than $20 million a year, they have to, on top of their normal corporate taxes and whatnot, mm-hmm. on top of that, they have to pay $275 per employee every year. Was that... <laughs> It's a very controversial thing because, I mean, that's what I've been hearing from people that you don't want to bite the hand that feeds. Amazon has provided so much for Seattle yeah. in, in terms of its growth, in terms of, you know, the people coming in, bringing mm-hmm. in sort of high, higher educated sort of workforces in, bringing in people who spend the money, you know, boosting the economy of Seattle. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I also see on the other side where Seattle has been quickly gentrified and it's it's all this homelessness problem. That's mm-hmm. what this tax is supposed to be addressing because they were saying um, the the actual ordinance actually quoted Seattle Times saying the typical Seattle renter now pays about twenty one nine hundred for rent a year. 
mm-hmm. and that's up from 13,000 from last year. Uh, at the start of the decade, it said. Oh, okay. Start of the decade, yeah, not last year, sorry. Um, they're saying how that people are paying um, average two-bedroom of two grand, and I'm like, yeah, that's about right. I've, I've seen that personally go up like that. You know, that's something the government can probably uh, do something about it, mm-hmm. but I, I always wonder like what I as a citizen could do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you mean the homeless problem? Yeah. Okay. And you know, I'm not sure. I mean, you can you can give somebody like you know five bucks to like buy something to eat in the meantime, and mm-hmm. you know, of course, people don't ask for money unless they need it. Right. Well, like, it, yeah, you would think so. You yeah, so. I mean, I'm sure it's not what people would do if like all the options were available to uh-huh, them. Uh-huh. You know, if if you already had the money, you would not be asking for it. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, yeah, what's the what's the right thing to do at, in those situations? Because people are homeless for very different reasons. You know, mm-hmm, very much so. And. Um, yeah, I mean, they the city has these navigation centers now, and uh, what was uh, sorry navigation centers? Yeah, so I think they started last year, was it, or they announced them last year? Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be like a central place, I think, where people that are experiencing homelessness can go to, mm-hmm. and there's people that can just show them where to go, hence like navigation. Ah, if they okay. need like an immediate emergency shelter or uh-huh. medical help or mm-hmm. something like that, I guess they're kind of like a referral system. Because it's not like Seattle has a lack of homeless shelters. I, I know across from uh, our old apartment, there was a homeless shelter right across where that coffee shop was. And that coffee shop was ran. The the workers there were actual home people from the homeless shelter. And I, Yeah, I think they were kids mostly, right? Yeah, or kids and, only. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not like we we, ha- we don't have a lack of homeless shelters. Or or do we? Maybe we do. But, but there's just so many. How much how much homelessness can, can a city accommodate? Mm-hmm. Like, And I guess that comes back to why people are pissed off at Amazon and why they're taxing them is because mm-hmm. how fast it's growing that they're literally squeezing people out. But how much of the homeless population has actually previously lived here? Yeah. I'm, That's also like I'm another sure. point that most people don't really... I don't know. I've never... I guess I'm just a guy talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plug in. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, but, you know, I think people... I've done stories on homelessness mm-hmm. and I've talked to multiple people who don't want to go to shelters mm-hmm. and they have, you know, different reasons for it. Um, some of them, if they're not women's only, mm-hmm. the women may feel like it's dangerous for them. Or mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, some of them, well, a lot of times people say that they're not treated right at the shelters, and uh, mm-hmm. some shelters just don't allow any alcohol and drug use, mm-hmm. and people are just not ready for that. Right, right. So it's That's just like the list down as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just like different situations and. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I I don't know what to tell people other than yeah, I give them the five dollars, but then right you help when you can. But like like you said earlier, it's not I guess it's, yeah when you really ultimately it's not something that the individual person can fix. Yeah, it's not gonna get them out of homelessness, even mm-hmm. if I give them the five bucks every day, you know. Right, and that, that's what they were saying. How with this new head tax, they were gonna I think it was. Uh, I had the numbers there earlier. They were going to spend like a set amount into like helping out the homeless shelters and and the local sort of facility that would actually get these people on with life and not be always yeah. stuck in this unfortunate situation. I think at the very least, like this is a good start because at least people mm-hmm. are acknowledging these people that are uh, on 
the street are not invisible, but mm -hmm. they are part of the discussions that people in the city are having. And I suppose in a way that's a start, as sad as that sounds. Mm -hmm. um, I don't claim to know what the solution to homelessness is, but uh, I guess it's good that we're talking about it, I suppose. Right. You want to take a break? Sure, yeah, let's take a break. Yeah, perfect. Wait. See? There you go! No, this is this is a trick. Like they are No, it's not. I, I they're can... randomly No, it's because it was okay, so no, think, clear. Think Laurel. Laurel. Think Laurel in your head and then listen to the whole thing. Let me stop it. You can't stop it. Now it sounds like yum yummy. Now now think now think why in your head. Just think the think the one you want to hear. And that's how it comes out. I just did. I'll do it again. What do you hear? Like yummy or yummy. I hear Laurel. This is completely different from what I heard earlier. I think they're switching it up to mess with this people. Is, this, is, this is only two. Laurel. One. That's, this, this one is bizarre. If there's, if there's no shenanigans going on. I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna include this in the show notes and you guys can figure it out for yourself. This is a new um, blue and yellow, oh, was that blue and yellow dress? Black and gold? Uh, I think blue and gold or white or. One of those, it was it's, it was one of those weird, so I, I know what caused that. It was about like the way if your screen's too dim compared to the light around you or if the hmm. light around you is too warm or cold. I, I think the I remember, I, yeah, the color temperature like seemed like it was like very much off, mm -hmm. and uh, well, that was thing because everyone's and, screen was calibrated for different color temperature, well, like minutely, and then the lighting conditions that they're looking at it in, yeah. that's what caused that. I think it was more psychological though. I think people already understand that photographs can be uh, like very blue if you don't take them correctly, uh -huh. or they can be very red. So I think like people's brains try to compensate for it mm -hmm. and their brain throws them off. I guess that the first thing you see that leads you down that hole and then just make it makes everything that everyone else sees wrong. Maybe, but like I was just saying with this Laurel thing, the first one that I heard was Laurel and I was like, well, this is stupid. I don't know how anybody can hear Yanny. But then I was going to show it to you and... And then you heard Yanny. And it's Yanny and, <laughs> and we tried it like I... Turn it off and thought about Laurel, see if it's like I'm just psychologically like prepared to hear This is so weird. And it, it wasn't working. I'm not hearing Laurel again. So my friend said a different one too. What was it he wrote? He said Yuri. Yuri? Yuri, yeah. <laughs> Yanny, yes, yeah. And at it, first I heard Yanny. And then I heard Laurel. I think it depends on your speakers, because everyone has phone speakers now. But I I heard it both times on my same phone. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So you yeah. heard it first on your phone as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is one of those like side tangents that we'll cut in at the end or something, you know? <laughs> um, Laurel, Yanny. Laurel. Yeah, but uh, a very short, controversial soundbite. Soundbite. Laurel or Yanny? Back to our main topic that we were supposed to talk about yeah. today. <laughs> so, um, go, go ahead, I guess go ahead and give this the backstory of how we discovered, the, or how we got about talking to this thing. Yeah, I was, 
I was at one of these new bars uh, on Second Avenue. Do you remember mm-hmm. what it was called? Here in called? Seattle, uh, it was one of those new ones, like a metal bar. Uh-huh. Like I, I wanted to go because it was supposed to be uh, like the owner was yeah, supposed to be a black cat. Yeah, the black cat. And bar. the owner is supposed to be uh, an alumni from Canon, which is my favorite bar, uh-huh. probably anywhere is that is, so that's here or? yeah that's in capital you haven't been no i haven't i guess we're gonna have to we're gonna have i guess we're gonna have to try that out next time yeah but anyway uh i wanted to check it out i thought it would be like a little similar but it mm-hmm. wasn't it, it was a metal bar <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> i still like it but um yeah they have this jukebox and i saw that you could control the jukebox with it your was, phone it wasn't just any jukebox <laughs> yeah <laughs> And if you downloaded the app, they let you, like, play some songs for free. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do this. Well, I was just, like, playing some songs, you know. Eventually, I was like, ah, screw it. I'll put some money in it. (laughs) They were just playing, like, metal. And I I like metal, but, like, not just metal all the time, you know. Right, right. And you're at a bar. It's a chill. It it was also, yeah, probably a little bit annoying for the people that went there to listen to metal. And I'm playing other stuff. (laughs) Yeah, as they sip their scotch. like (laughs) yeah. So I um, I figured that if I play Echoes by Pink Floyd, which is one of my favorite songs, mm-hmm. I think it's like 20-something minutes long, mm-hmm. I would get my money's worth. Right. Because <laughs> they charge you per song. Per song, not, not playtime. You get yeah. charged per song. Yeah. And I mean, people like Pink Floyd, right? Even if yeah. you like metal, you like Pink Floyd. I, I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, it, it played for a really long time. I think I played it twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, that, that, that's 40 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. That's 40 <laughs> minutes. That just goes to show how long we stayed at that But they didn't, they didn't change it, which they had the power to do it. And sometimes when people play some, play some really annoying stuff, I think... You can w- bump it, right? I've, you could. And I think also the bar people... like Had control. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, no, they could just make an executive decision. I don't want this in my bar. And right, it. right. Yeah. Bring back the metal. But <laughs> um, yeah, I also started playing some other music from back in the day, see what they had. Mm-hmm. And then I ran into this uh, NoFX song called yes. Punk Guy. Yes. Which is like less than a minute long. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, oh, man, I paid the same for that. For that For song. like Echoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and then I remember, hey... There was that song from Napalm Death called You Suffer, Mm -hmm. which is a song that I know not because I'm a huge fan of Napalm Death, (laughs) but because it's very, very short. Uh uh And uh, I think it's got the world record for being the shortest song recorded. Is that right? So so here it is. The song is uh, You Suffer by the band Napalm Death. And it's exactly 1.316 seconds long. Yeah. So I started looking for it because I, I was just talking to my girlfriend and, and she rolled her eyes at me when I played this song <laughs> that was like less than a minute. And I just figured like this is like the equivalent, the jukebox equivalent of making it rain. So yeah, it is. So the, the song has been officially recognized by the Guinness World Record as the shortest ever recorded yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately, they didn't have it at the jukebox. <laughs> but it's their loss. They could have made some good money. It's, it's 
three one second compared to the, the was it what was it is it a dollar a song? I don't remember. I don't remember. It could be. It's just to show how many drinks we had then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you could just play. I guess one after the other and spend good money in there. I don't know if I can cut this in. Is it? Do I have to license a song that's less than thirty seconds long? I don't know. And do they charge the same as as a Peck, whole song? Pink Floyd's Echoes. Yeah. Well, again, I'm sure Pink Floyd. You had to actually go through their licensing agents or actual company to go through that because Pink Floyd is pretty big. They probably want executive decision as to where their song is played. If Napalm Death was smart. They would have known that this would happen and they could make a lot of money out of people playing their song in a jukebox. This can be so hacked. I think Spotify is also counted by play count. So if you had a playlist full of this song and just had it on loop all day, they would make a lot of royalties. That is fees. true. I didn't, right? I didn't think about that. If someone out there had <laughs> this song <laughs> on a playlist on loop, Napalm Death might be into some money. <laughs> yeah. There's also, I know some people on YouTube slow it down and uh, some people like it more when it's slowed down let's see if I can, let's see if I can find the slow down version just on YouTube just type uh, you suffer you suffer 800% slower I, I love how I love how this video video was posted <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah I think we need an exorcist now <laughs> I, th I think I think the studio has been officially haunted. <laughs> oh wow, two hundred twenty-five thousand views on YouTube. They I know they also like press it into vinyl, <laughs> which is a little funny. Oh, yeah. I remember you bringing this up. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I remember you showed a photo to me, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We found it on a was it a vinyl site? But I love that because, I mean, why would you use vinyl now? I I am <laughs> going to upset some people, but. <laughs> Okay, it's the ritual. It's the ri what I've been told. It's the ritual. It's an artifact. It's a, it's a ritual. Yeah, you because you don't want your song to be like just the information, but people feel tangible. Yeah, stuff that they can hold on to that has some value to people. Right, right. And uh, this is like a really good example of it. <laughs> this is all for the ritual at this moment. Who listens to metal? On vinyl. It, it was a single, too. I'm not talking about an album. That, right, right. Okay, like, the song is there. Like, no, it's just, this is the only thing on it. It was, it was one track as well. It was literally, like, a little scratch. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's even one whole revolution. I'm going to have to pull that up and stick it in the show notes again, that photo we found. It was a while ago we talked about this, but I'm going to go back and find it. You know the lyrics of this song, right? Whoa. Yes. <laughs> but in plain so, English... Does it actually say on the wiki page? I'll, I'll cheat for you. Okay, okay, go ahead. Give, me, give me the spoilers. It's you suffer, but why? It's uh, you suffer, but why? Four, four words? I don't know if they cram like four of them <gasps> in there. Just really quick all together. Or just like the title is you suffer and then they just go, but why? <laughs> That's perfect. Song written by Nick Bolin, in case uh, Nick Bolin of Napalm Death, in case anyone's super super interested and in looking on, maybe someone can fill out that Wikipedia page so I can have more information to talk about next time. Wow! But I I, I like this idea of the very short song. Very I short like, songs. Yeah, and I like very short movies also. You know, if if somebody is trying to convince you to watch their movie, uh -huh. and if you know, if it's a feature length film, 
mm-hmm. and you don't know this person, <laughs> that's you're investing a couple of hours of your time. Into, right, you don't know if it's going to be any good. Yeah, <laughs> but and you have to go to the movie theater or like sit down in front of your TV and like <laughs> you know if you only spend like a few seconds of your time watching it. Mm-hmm. First of all, like the filmmaker is forced to be very creative. Well, you, you, you would hope that they would be yeah. pretty creative. Oh, other, I mean, otherwise, yeah, you wasted seven seconds of somebody's life, but they're not going to watch your other movies, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> but um, I know there's like film festivals uh, that are just for like super, super short films that are like less than 10 seconds or so. Huh. And I, I, I have to look into that. I've, I did one movie like that. It wasn't a film because it was shot in video technically. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> right. uh, here we go. The, 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 but it could have been shot in film because that's the other thing. Uh-huh. It's It was it's like, like it less than 10 seconds. Yeah. The film, it wouldn't cost nothing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I liked it. it. It was like, I didn't even have to have a story, you know? It, mm-hmm. it, although if you have a story and it's a good one, that's even better. But Yeah, so telling a story in less than a minute, I, that's... I would say less than 10 seconds. A minute is already seconds. a lot. Ten seconds. I would say less. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I remember, I remember distinctly remember those um, super short horrors where they have to scare you under a minute or something. I, I remember that was being like a YouTube challenge or something. They like that. do this on Facebook all the time, where uh-huh. like you start watching a video and they just have a person like a ghost. <laughs> Like jump, but jump scares. <laughs> yeah, jump scares is one thing, but like being able to actually scare you, like give you not not scare, not jump scare, but like psychological fear, like makes you like ooh think about it for a second. I think those are the good ones as well. And to be able to do that mm. in like ten seconds, that's difficult for me too because I. What was the ten second films mostly like? How was that structured? Like what, what type of video? I guess not. Film, Mine was like video. three short, uh, three shots. I think. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to is remember. It, does this exist anywhere on the on the interwebs? I don't think so. I don't oh. think I ever published it. But I I think it was inspired by Camus, the philosopher. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend at the time was reading the myth of Sisyphus. I think is how you Sisyphus. pronounce it. Right, right, right. Um, so it had something to do with that, and she was in it, and I don't remember. Like she was laying on a couch reading the book, and then it faded to white. So it's like an ab- abstract, I guess, like exploring like it abstract was. metaphor ideas. But it, yeah, so it gave you more of a a feeling rather than telling mm-hmm. you a story. Mm-hmm. And I think it was good at that. Then again, <laughs> I, I made it, so I'm kind of biased. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's self self plug, self promo <laughs> sort of feeling. I would, I would, I would love to look into this more. Um, yeah, short, short, ten second video, under ten second videos. Yeah, and it's not a big commitment to make them either. Because it's hard to find now. Like you, you go on YouTube, you look up stuff that's less than ten seconds. It's all just people's like cameras accidentally being clicked or something, and they yeah. uploaded it, and or it's just some silly YouTube internet video. But to actually find something that gives you a cool feeling afterwards, and one that I'm thinking of that could be it. It could be its own genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when people are taking a photo of you. Uh huh. And they take a really long time to take your photo <laughs> until you go like, is it on video? Is it on video? <laughs> <laughs> like, just, you just do that over and over again. It'll be funny every time. It'll be, it'll be, <laughs> we should, we should talk. That, that, that could be your, that could be next idea. That's it. I'm, I'm, that's, that's what I'm going to put that on YouTube. I'm going to film that and I'll put that on YouTube. It's just, it'll just be like an artsy thing. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. Anything else you think we can cram into this today? Um, I don't know. What what, what are we gonna talk about next week? You gonna, t- we're gonna have to do some homework now. <laughs> you tell me. We're gonna well, have to do some homework. But you know why I like these lyrics also? 
Mm-hmm. You suffer, but why? Uh, like this to me, like is, you have a choice. Yes, but uh-huh. also like this is like the essence of Buddhism. Oh, here we go. Okay, so going into whew, I, going deep, going deep. I'm just telling you what I've heard. Going deep, but you know, like you become enlightened at mm-hmm. the moment that when you, you realize that you suffer because of your ego. Uh, but I mean, not just that I just told you and you know it now and no, now I you're know. enlightened. But when you <laughs> really understand it uh-huh. and I know um, people that do Buddhist meditation, like the point of the, uh, certain Buddhist meditation is to have little glimpses of that state of calmness. and mm-hmm. Tra- know, was it? Tranquility, that's the word, like where yeah. everything is like. Well, where, where you can feel like space dissolve and mm-hmm. you yourself dissolve. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that this was a little bit of a glimpse of enlightenment. And uh, and this, you know, for us who are not enlightened people, like, it, I assume it I would don't know, be... I don't know. I know I'm not, but I don't know if you... Maybe you're more enlightened than me. I don't think so. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I'm sure that if we reach that, the first time it would be probably like a really split second like that. So it's, it's kind of like a Buddhist lesson right there. You suffer, but why? I love how you, I love how you found the Buddhist tranquility lesson inside of a one point one three second metal song. <laughs> yeah, that juxtaposition is just, just very beautiful to me. <laughs> well, you know, why do you suffer? But why? <laughs> All right, how long has that been? So, and then I remember, there's that. Oh, I shouldn't say. I mean, it's fine. I can just label it as explicit. It's fine. (laughs) I should. (laughs) (laughs) Or I can bleep it out, whichever one you prefer. Okay.